Hey, welcome back to Tuesday Take, where we sit down with Pastor James and ask a few questions and hear some additional thoughts from this week's teaching. Pastor, how are you? Hey, Shane. You doing all right, man? Yeah, man. Good. Got your coffee? It smells great. It does smell good. Yeah, I just uh, worked out this morning uh, with my sister and then drank a little Gatorade. Nice. And then said, I'll just get a little coffee when I get home. Or not home when I get to the not, office. Not H2O? Mm, well, I had water. I had like the Gatorade packet. Gotcha. Ah, I got you. So mm-hmm. it was like a, a combination of the two. Yep. Yeah. Because I think sometimes people think Gatorade is... Is even better, and it's good. It'll replace electrolytes, but water is also great. So <laughs> yeah, and it's also tasteless. <laughs> That's exactly. So I'm glad you had to pack it. Mm-hmm. Well, man, um, jumping into um, some questions from the sermon. Uh, a quick thought before. I think this was another one of those sneaky passages. I think I was a little more on guard. Yeah. After last week, last week kind of put you on guard. Yeah. You said, "Hey, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. get snuck by these passages yeah. anymore. I'm not going to get snuck up on anymore." And uh I did. I did get snuck up on again. <laughs> so, um, well, I think like as you were saying, and, and I, I think I mentioned it just briefly in the sermon of like when we hear like enemies, like I think we're like love your enemies, and I think there's a tendency to be like I don't know if I have per se enemies. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, I'm not at literal war. With war anyone. with yeah, yeah, or like I'm not trying to be hostile, or I'm not like actively seeking to try to like hate people and do things to be, or vice versa to me. And so I think there's a tendency. Maybe to justify and be like, well, you know, this is extreme passage, but you know, it, it does apply to me, but maybe not. And then when you really start to unpack kind of what it what it means, and yeah. you're like, well, okay, well, that probably does apply a lot more to my life, you know, and you know, gets in our our business and our life, and really tries to. And I think that's what he's, you know, as we talked about, son, that's what he's calling for is this radical type love that looks very different than the world, and. uh kind of really calling out, you know, the differences. Yeah. So speaking of that radical love, why do you think it's so hard for us to understand that? Like this love that, that we're supposed to love people with, why is it so hard for us to, to really grasp that? I think it's hard to grasp it because uh, it doesn't come natural to us, you know? I mean, I think like because of our sinful, and when I say natural, I mean like because of our sinfulness, our sinful nature, um, we tend to treat people conditionally. We tend to treat people not with this type of love. And just if we're honest, you know, whether it's in our daily life, in society, in the world, in our culture, movies, books, it doesn't matter. Just go. I mean, you you never see this kind of love demonstrated, you know, of where you're actually able to, to love. And when we do see examples of this, like I, I didn't even bring it up in the sermon, but uh, have you ever read the book um, Unbroken? It's by Louis Zamperini. You read that book? I uh, have not. You have not? Okay. Um, it is a fantastic book. I read it a couple years ago, and it's a true story of a guy that basically gets, um, he's a prisoner of war, uh, and he gets uh, by the Japanese and just gets tortured. Like, when you read it, it's re- they actually came up with a movie about, about say, it. I think I've heard of the movie. Yeah, yeah, um, Book's better than the yeah. movie, <laughs> for anybody that wants to know. Um, but it's it's a crazy story of redemption, because like at the end he comes home, he ends up being alcoholic. His his marriage is on the rocks. I mean, it's all these things. And one night he goes, basically his wife gets saved, and he goes to this crusade with Billy Graham preaching, and he gets saved. Um, and it's this awesome story at the end. Well, I guess I'm kind of revealing the end of the story, but spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. But at the end, like he goes back and forgives every single person that wronged him. Man. 
um, and actually goes and visits them in prison in Japan and goes and forgives them. And it is, uh, I mean, a very moving story because I think that's so radical. You know, that's so different. Like, yeah. like why this guy was a prisoner of war and was tortured by these men, evil men, and yet you see him go and forgive them. And so I think stories like this make a huge impact on people because you're like, that's so different than what I know. And I think even the call, hopefully for me that I was kind of understanding of like, but this should, even though it is radical as a Christian, this shouldn't seem abnormal. But yet it, even like when you read this story, you have to read a story like Unbroken to be like, man, that's crazy, that yeah. kind of love. Well, it's like, well, as Christians, we should be demonstrating that love every day. Um, and so, but I, I think a lot of it is just we just don't see that, on a normal, average basis of our life, we very rarely see that kind of love. Yeah. And so I think that's what's hard to understand and to live it out is because we just, just don't see it. I think that sometimes that becomes our excuse, but like you're saying, like if we are people of the kingdom, that this is something that we live out. And so, um, I mean, we talked about um, how kingdom love loves unconditionally and how it doesn't have to agree. Um, how can we fight those feelings? Because I think, I mean, if I'm going to be honest— a lot of the times my love does come conditionally and that, that whenever I disagree with somebody, it's just easier to say, well, hey, that's fine, we can disagree, but I'm also just not going to let you in on my opinions anymore. How can we fight those feelings? Uh, I think, and a lot of this goes back, and we, I think we mentioned it briefly, of like um, denying yourself humility and not being so defensive because I don't know if you're this way. I know I can be this way. Is that sometimes I can put my guard up real quick mm -hmm. and I can be very defensive of toward people when they disagree with me or if I disagree with them. And even I know as we'll get into some more practical things, but even like showing empathy, you know, a lot of times we're not willing to, why does that person think that way? Why does that person, even like, like and I think that's some, like even people that disagree with us, like when it comes to sin, well, they disagree with us when it comes to things with the word of God, but it's, I, I can still love them even though they disagree with the Bible, with God, with Jesus on different things. But I think that's hard for us because, we want to be right. We want to prove our point. We want to, you know, and it, I think a lot of it is maybe just like disengaging my ego and my pride and my arrogance and being like, it's not about me. Um, but I think so many times maybe in relationships and everything, we're even motivated by by our own selfish agendas. Even like I was thinking about even worldly love, like loving. Sometimes we love people just because we want to get stuff in return. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like, I love you because you're able to give me something yeah. or I want to show love because it makes me look good. It may, you, you know, and so even, even well, I think we got to be careful of even, of course we'll get in that in the next section in Matthew chapter six, because sometimes we can actually do spiritual things just so that people think we're spiritual mm. or to, to think that we're got like that we're not really this way. We just want people to, we want to appear this way. Yeah. Um, and I think even when it comes to like disagreeing, you know, I, that was my first thought was I think we have to disengage ourselves. Um, and and that, that's hard for me to do because especially when it's something that really hits a nerve of something I care about, you know. And, and that, that's with yeah. everybody. When you care about something, you want to fight for it. You want to defend it, mm -hmm. and that's good. You know, we want we want to defend things, but I think learning how to do that in a way that doesn't come off as I don't care what you have to say. I'm done with you. I only believe this way, but being willing to have dialogue, relationship, and maybe even at the end of the day saying, you know, let's agree to disagree of like, we don't see eye to eye on this thing, mm -hmm. and that's okay. We still love each other. Um, we're still going to have a relationship together. This isn't going to 
But, you know, there are more extreme examples where yeah. some sometimes it's like sports or things that don't really matter, even though we sometimes make them matter, or some things that are like actually really, really serious yeah. of like lifestyle or things that people have harmed or, or wronged us. And so uh, I guess there's a scale, you know, of things, but no matter the scale, you know, that we're to love even if we disagree. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you gave us some points of application um, there at the at the end of the sermon. How can we practically live those out, you know, to, to daily walk in those things? So one, and I, I left it to the end, um, is about experiencing God's love, whether that's being saved or even for us as followers of Jesus, because I think there's a tendency like, oh, well, yeah, I have experienced His love, but I think it's got to be this consistent daily that we're spending time with God and dwelling on Him, His love for us, dwelling on the gospel of, of what God has done even despite us, despite us being enemies and uh, rebels, because I think, and that was kind of at the end while we led into that, is because I think that really does change everything when I'm constantly and consistently on a daily basis dwelling on, thinking about, reflecting on all that Christ has done for me, in me, despite me. Um, And that should motivate me to then demonstrate that same type of love. But if I'm not thinking about the gospel, if I'm not, and that's, you know, one of the things we say here is that we want to preach the gospel to ourselves every day. That's why, is because this is so hard that if you're not dwelling on the love that God has for us, it's going to be really hard to then give that love in return. And so I would say first, like, practical of what we can do is just to spend time with God, um, I mean, in His Word, prayer, and even every day, like one of the things that I've tried to start doing is like even just like every day remind myself of the gospel of God, I didn't deserve this. I don't warrant this. You just did this because you set your love upon me. I don't deserve to be your son, but yet you made me a son. And how even even now of times when I disobey you and even I disagree with God on things and I'm in the wrong, but I and how yet God still inside. The more I'm dwelling on that, the more I think that will help us then show that kind of love, yeah. you know. And I notice this too of usually I'm unloving, usually when I'm not spending time with God yeah. and I'm not like really engaging, you know, engaging God. Um, so that's one thing. I think another thing practically is just learning to show empathy uh, with people and learning to put yourself in other people's shoes because that's really hard. Even like, um, you know, Kirsten, I've talked about it, and, and this is, you know, even like in marriage. It's easy to to get in an argument about things and never be like, well, how does she see it? You yeah. know, because I only see it through my way, and and a lot of the times, maybe of why I respond unloving to people is because I'm only thinking about myself and what I've gone through, of what I've went through, of what hurts been done to me, mm-hmm. what things have been said to me, and yet in our own life, I need to step into someone else's shoes. What what are they thinking? How are they hearing this? Yeah. What have they gone through in their life? You know, what do we say this? Um, I've, or you've probably heard it said this, um, uh, hurt people hurt people, yeah. you know? And not that it justify hurt done to us, but even maybe to give a deeper understanding, well, maybe they hurt me because they've been hurt, yeah. you know? They've went through some traumatic things or some difficult things, and maybe they're, they haven't worked that out, so they're just projecting it on me. And, so, and Not that that makes it right, but even to help me kind of even have empathy. And so I think that's one of the things that we can do is just to start. But that requires effort. And yeah. most of the time it's like, well, I'd rather just think what I want to think and yeah. not put myself in someone else's shoes. 
And so I think that's one of the things. And then, as obviously, as Jesus says, to practically is to begin in our prayer life to pray for these people. Yeah. You know, the name, I don't know if, if people actually wrote down a name, but whoever that name is, or, or it could be a list of people, of to say, hey, actively on a daily basis, I need to start praying for them yeah. um, specifically. And not just like, Lord, I pray for them. All right, let me move to the next. Like, like to, to actively engage and to yeah. pray and or come to the Lord like I've been heard or this is, you know, help me, you yeah. know, in loving this person well. I think sometimes with the prayer aspect too, we'll jump because my first knee-jerk reaction was, I don't have anybody I'm really kind of beefing with right now. Everything's okay. So I guess I don't really have to pray for anybody. Um, but, you know, I was talking with some people about it and, a few people are like, well, I got to pray for some political leaders I may not agree with. Right. And so this doesn't have to be necessarily a personal person you see every single day. Um, this could be someone that you do disagree with on a grand scale, um, that that it doesn't have to be, you know, a, I see them every Wednesday, every Tuesday, or whatever. It's, yeah. I mean, it could yeah, be. Yeah, it, it could be somebody that's very personal, or it will, used to be someone that was personal, like a, like a friend or a family member. Or, like you said, it could be somebody that we don't really know. Yeah. You know, and it could be just somebody that we have seen. Oh, they're the enemy, and um, and even now, just man, on social media right now, there's just a lot of opinions, and everybody's mad at everybody right mm-hmm. now. And you know, and just to say, well, are we praying for them? And not not just be like, oh, I'm trying to be super spiritual, you know. But you know, I think this would be a good rule probably to put into place is before I post anything about someone, have I prayed for them first? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and maybe not just like even just like Lord, I pray for him, and then let me post something. But even you know, just um, spend time with the Lord on these things. Take these things to the Lord. Don't just vent it to everyone first. That's probably you know. Usually when we see things, we just want to immediately knee jerk react and post or say something or text or call. You know, and maybe we need to like sit on it for a little bit. Yeah. Pray about it. You know, and that that may help our response anyway. You know, to be more loving is just. Maybe don't respond right away on exactly everything you feel and just blurt out, you know, just give out everything that you're feeling, you know, um, to process things, you know, think about things before we just say them or do them. Absolutely. Well, man, thank you for taking some time and sitting down and answering some questions this morning. All right. Thanks, Shane.